Jeff Daly Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is episode two. Episode two is titled, Let the Man Rise. And for this episode, I'll be discussing Congressman Byron Donald, rapper Westside Gun, and uh, the state of New York sports. Are we on the cusp of a championship in New York? Talk about all of that. Now, before I get into that, Republican Kevin McCarthy has finally, after 14 failed tries, has become Speaker of the House. It took 15 tries for him to finally become elected Speaker of the House, replacing the outgoing Nancy Pelosi. This is this was a headache of a week for Republican voters. You know, I was I was watching this and I said, what a circus. You know, the man is qualified, mobilized behind him, put him in position. That's it. Take the win. Move on. That wasn't what what happened. It was it was a, a circus for a while. Kevin McCarthy had to compromise on on a lot to appease what's considered far right Republicans, and he finally made the necessary adjustments. And he's Speaker of the House. He says finally when it, when he finally wins. And one of the other comments he made, he says, "I never give up." So Kevin McCarthy is now officially Speaker of the House. As this was happening, you know, as I was paying attention and having conversations around it, what drew my attention, the story for me, involved Congresswoman Cori Bush and Florida Congressman Byron Donalds. Now, Byron Donalds is a black Republican member of the Freedom Caucus. And as these battles were going on over, you know, the next Speaker of the House, Byron Donalds name was brought up as an alternative. And he was being considered for the role. And Republicans were trying to mobilize support around him because they did not want Kevin McCarthy. You know, there were things that Kevin McCarthy endorsed and far-right Republicans did not, you know. So his position is a bit weakened. That I said that Kevin McCarthy is really not the story for me. So people were mobilizing around Byron Donalds as an alternative. And if support, enough support were garnered, he would have been the first black speaker of the house at 44 years old. As these conversations were taking place, Congresswoman Cori Bush, you know, a member of the squad along Elian Omar and, and AOC and, and uh, Presley, she tweets out, she makes comments that in these times, if it were anyone else, it would be condemned. She tweets out, FWIW at Byron Donald is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetrating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress, it's pathetic. She tweeted. Byron Donald responded. He appeared on Fox News and he also tweeted a response. And in his response, he says, at Cory Bush, 
If you see a black man rise, let the man rise, even if you disagree with them. I'd be happy to sit down and debate our policies one-on-one whenever you'd like. As a black man to a black woman, I'd never do that to you. It's a shame you did it to me. Understand. I thought what Byron Donalds did was very classy. And it's a teachable moment for the black community. It's a teachable moment for the black community. Let the man rise. You see that there is a debate, there's there's this mini internal war going on. And a collective is formed to saying, we should put Byron Donalds as speaker. I'd rather go with Byron Donalds as opposed to Kevin McCarthy. That's what's happening. There's, there's this internal war, and someone says, you know what, we should go with Byron Donalds. And then a collective is forming around them. And you of all people, Cory Bush, of all people, a black woman, who I believe has a black son. I'm going to verify this as I'm talking. Who I believe has a black son. Opens her mouth to discredit a black man from rising to the position of Speaker of the House. This is a teachable moment. This is a teachable moment for the black community because it's not the first time this has happened. And you can't mask it or guise it under uh, the so-called white supremacy or white privilege nonsense that's always being pushed. You can't. Because it's been too consistent within the black community. I know that in my personal life. And I've seen it enough in black America. To know that this should not go on. The level of comfort that black women have to derail black men from achieving success needs to be highlighted alongside colorism in America. And I say colorism because had Byron Donaldson looked like Hakeem Jeffries, she would have never said that. I promise you that. That's something that's been consistent in America. And yes, Cory Bush does have a black son. Just two children, a daughter and a son, per her Instagram. Now back to, to, to what I was saying. Had Byron Donalds looked like Hakeem Jeffries, she would have never done it. Understand, Byron Donalds and Hakeem Jeffries, two black men from Brooklyn, were the topic of discussion during uh, what was happening. And Donalds could have been the first black man Speaker of the House. Corey Bush got away with something that she should not have gotten away with. She should have been condemned for what she said. She called a black man a prop She called a black man a prop, meaning that a black man could not think or speak for himself and that he was just a tool for an agenda. She said that without never speaking to him personally, not knowing who he was. And she spread that lie across social media to her followers who, because they like her, would have taken it and run with it and totally disregarded this man and all of the work that he's done to get to that position. She would have never done that had he he looked like Hakeem Jeffries. Let's go back in history. Let's go back to Clarence Thomas, who a majority of black people do not like. Clarence Thomas was appointed justice by the Bush administration, the father, George George Bush Sr., 
the late George Bush Sr., to replace the late Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood Marshall was a black man, and he was the first black man appointed justice in the Supreme Court. Thurgood Marshall was a Democrat. Clarence Thomas is a Republican. Along with the differences in their political ideologies, Thurgood Marshall is a light-skinned, smooth-haired black man. Clarence Thomas is a dark-skinned, kinky-haired black man. And if you if you listen to Democrats, they love one and they despise the other. If you listen to people in the black community, they love one and they despise the other. One is good, the other is bad. Why is one good and the other bad? Because of their political ideologies. But if you go further, who was who was the, the person who tried to derail Clarence Thomas from being appointed to the Supreme Court? A black woman named Anita Hill who accused this man of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct. Go a step further, look up Anita Hill. Naturally, like all, like most of black women Democrats in high positions, she's she's dating or at least she's married or possibly dating a white man like the others. You know, Kataji Brown Jackson, uh, Kamala Harris. I mean, even the the press secretary uh, is is gay, but her her spouse is, is a white woman. That's important to to highlight because these are the people that are always attacking so-called white supremacy, and their mates are not not black. And it was a black woman who tried to derail dark-skinned black man Clarence Thomas. Wouldn't have happened if he looked like Thurgood Marshall. And Thurgood Marshall, if you look closely, he doesn't even look like a black man. You put him aside all the others, you can't tell. Let's take it a step further. Rosa Parks, same story is attributed to her. There was a woman before her, black woman, dark skin, with children, who refused to give up her seat. No one talked about her, no one cared. Her stance was swept under the rug. Rosa Parks, light skinned woman, smooth hair, said we're gonna go with her. Who said we're gonna go with her? Who said we're going to mobilize behind her? Just black people? No, 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 no. Black people, white liberals. So we're, we're going to mobilize behind her. She, she, fits, she fits the bill. She, she has the look that we're going for. And that's who they push, and that's why we know Rosa Parks today. The dark-skinned black woman didn't matter. She wasn't, she wasn't the person that they wanted to go with. They wanted light skin. Same with Thurgood Marshall. And to an extent, Hakeem Jeffries. To an extent, Barack Obama. And the men who are, the men and the women who are of a darker complexion, but black, those people are always deemed bad. Clarence Thomas, bad. Michael Steele, bad. Byron Donalds, bad. This is this is the this is what's being presented. And and, and it, it it reminds me so much of what uh, Tupac said on the song Only God Can Judge Me. He said, and it's the white man that they say I should fear, but it's my own kind doing all the killing here. It's my own kind doing all the killing here. 
It wasn't a white person who tried to stop Byron Donald. It was a black woman. It wasn't a white person who tried to stop Clarence Thomas. It was a black woman. And say what you want. He didn't do nothing for us. He's not obligated to do anything for you. Get that out your head. No one owes anyone anything. No one owes anyone anything. He never did nothing for us. What did you do for him? That's that's how people... He never did nothing for us. Well, you've always been against him. You've never sat to have a conversation with him. You've never invited him to the barbecue. You've rejected him from the beginning without even knowing who he was. You just said, oh, he's, he's with Republicans. We don't like him. That's it. You never sat down. Byron Donald's is from Brooklyn. Just like Hakeem Jeffries. But you're going after one and, and, and supporting the other. Now, what is that saying to young black boys growing up? People that are seeing that. If you're of a darker complexion, stay to the side. Let the light-skinned one go. The light-skinned one is better. The dark-skinned one is bad. A black woman, you black women, you can disrespect the dark-skinned one, but don't don't say anything to the light-skinned one. We talk about white supremacy. It's always white supremacy. It's always white supremacy. But I personally, I can't recall ever where a white person disrespected me in the same manner as as a black woman. It's always as a dark-skinned black man seeing what Byron Donalds went to. I said, I've had certain experiences similar to that. Where you're making an effort and the person that tries to derail you is, is a black woman. For no, for no reason, just out of whatever personal hatred or disgust or whatever issue that they're going through. And they want, they want to derail someone else. They want to pass that trauma or that pain on to someone else. Have to address it and have to, it has to be highlighted. It has to be talked about. It has to be talked about. That that level of disrespect and that colorism that exists within the black community. Stop blaming everything on white supremacy. Because it's my own kind doing all the killing here. It was white people that were pushing up Byron Donald, and then it was a black person condemning him. But on the other side, on the other side, it was a white woman who stepped down for Hakeem Jeffries to ascend. No one said a word. No one went after him. In fact, like similar to Barack Obama, and I say this with no disrespect to, to any of these people. I'm just, you got to point out the truth because that's how change happens. There are teachable moments. Teachable moments are not solely for, for, for the gay community or for, for the female agenda. There's always teachable moments. If you look at Hakeem Jeffries, he had to denounce his uncle. He had to say, I don't agree with everything my uncle says. His uncle is Dr. Leonard Jeffries. He had to make that statement so he can be elected. Sound familiar? A black man denouncing another black man? Yes. Former President Barack Obama had to denounce his pastor, Jeremiah Wright. 
so he can ascend to the presidency. The father figures in their life, they have to separate themselves from in order to ascend as in the Democratic Party. These things are consistent. They're patterns. And when there are patterns, you address them. That's been consistent. Share your thoughts with me. Am I not seeing it? Am I delusional? Is, is, is white supremacy the problem? Is, there's no, is there no such thing as colorism? This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Share your thoughts with me, Jeff at JDNewsUSA.com. That's Jeff at JDNewsUSA.com. You can email me directly or you can comment in, in the post. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Rapper Westside Gun is retiring. Is retiring from hip hop music. If you don't know who West Side Gun is, West Side Gun is part of the collective Griselda. He's the head of Griselda Records. His uh, artists include Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, Armani Caesar. Those are some of the people that are in his in his collective. He's he's partnered up with. With Jay Z, Eminem, he's he's had album covers done by the late Virgil Abloh. So that's who Westside Gun is. But he tweeted out, "23 death my last year doing this ish. I don't have nothing else to prove. I put my team on. I put my city on. I worked with everybody I ever wanted to work with. Plus, MF still don't even understand 110." Fly God, awesome God. Or pray for Paris. Mind you, Virgil did the cover. I'm the GOAT. Shrug. That's West Side Gun for you. I'm going to be honest here. If you put a gun to my head, put a knife to my throat, and say, name one West Side Gun album, Name one West Side Gun song. Rap one West Side Gun verse. Or die. I'm dying. I don't know one song. One verse. And if I had not read these uh, album titles, I probably couldn't give you one. This is important to understand. West Side Gun doesn't sell records. He doesn't sell records. He's he's not. He wants the recognition, but he doesn't sell the records. Neither he nor Conway the Machine nor Benny the Bush sell records. And I don't think they're making any money because if you don't sell records and you're signed to Jay-Z, you're signed to Eminem, you're, you have album covers being done by Virgil Abloh. If you're having all of these things, but you don't sell records, you're not making any money. So why do you want the recognition? Well, why should it matter if you retire or not? You You've done what you've wanted, but no one knows you. Not enough people. You know, as a, as someone who grew up on hip-hop culture, I know when, when an artist is at the height of their career. I've seen 50 Cent and G-Unit. And that's, that's the level. I've seen Jay-Z and Rockefeller Records. I remember Puffy and Bad Boy. And what needs to be highlighted is 
When one sells record, they all sell records. When 50 Cent sells records, Tony Ayo, Lloyd Banks, Young Buck, The Game, they sell records. People want what, what the others are selling as well. Jay-Z sell, oh, what is Bleak saying? Bleak is selling records. May not sell as many as Jay, but he's selling records. When, when Rick Ross, who's, you know, further down, but when he's at, when he's at peak form, his artist Wale sells records, Meek Mill sells records. People want to hear what they're saying. You know, that you have this collective and for that moment that they're on top, people want to hear what they're saying. West Side Gun, truth be told, has never been at that level. And it's not because he's from Buffalo. It's, you have a small support group. That's it. And also, times have changed dramatically in music. If you're not on the radio, no one is listening to you. If you're if you're just music if your music is just being streamed, understand this. I can stream your music and then I can also type into search bar some old school hip hop and because I know it more, have a field day with that. And by the time I'm done listening to all these records that I already know, I don't remember you anymore. Your records are not sticking. Times have changed. And I, I I feel he wants the success that has been part of hip-hop history. But he doesn't understand times have changed. And you're not, you're not doing anything that's moving the culture forward. You know, fashion has always been a part of hip-hop. Whether it's streetwear or, or European cuts and European uh, brands, it's always been a part of hip-hop. You're not introducing anything to anyone. Being shot or being affiliated with the streets is nothing new. There's, there's, it's been done before. I listened to a project that Kanye the Machine had with The Alchemist, and the reason I listened to it is because one of the one of my favorite hip hop albums was by Prodigy and The Alchemist, Return of the Mac, and that's a phenomenal piece of music. So I thought I expected the same thing, um, and I heard it, and I was like, eh, I've heard this before. It was nothing new. You can't give me paid in full because I've already seen paid in full. You know, when Rick Ross, Rick Ross at one point did a, did a mixtape and it was called Albert Anastasia something. And people that are into mafioso rap would love it because Albert Anastasia is a mafioso, but he's not one that's talked about often in hip hop. So now you're introducing something new and it's, it's gonna attract attention. But if you want to be part of this and you're going to introduce something that's, that's already been done, then of course it doesn't matter. And I don't think they, they've done anything that's new. Anything that's refreshing. After a while, you know, you listen to West Side Gun and his voice becomes annoying. It's like, eh. I don't want to hear Steve Urkel rap. Thank you. The younger, younger generations that, that don't have enough... Uh, understanding you may pull them but you know they'll only support you so much I'm also at the and this is no disrespect to West Side Gun this is just my you know my thoughts on on you know artists announcing their retirement you know when Jay-Z announced his retirement it was like it's Jay-Z Jay-Z's at the top of the game you know, Rockefeller Records, people people are throwing up the rock everywhere. When it was the diplomats, people were, were literally styling themselves after the diplomats. You know, 
people wanted the the the, the tough kids in the schools were claiming sets uh, gang sets affiliated with the with the diplomats. You know, people wanted to do what Jay Z was doing. People wanted to do what Fifty Cent was doing. Oh, oh Griselda Records or what? Not really. You know. And I that and also I'm also at the age where I mean with artists you really have to do something to to keep my attention. He's not the only one that I don't know their records. I mean there are there are plenty of artists you see on the internet every day. You know, and they're on they're on social media, so they're gonna pop up in your post whether you follow them or not. And that's what you know them for. You don't know their music. You know, Westside gun popped up in my feed, but I don't follow, so I don't really know. Different times. But share your thoughts with me. Are you a fan of Westside Gun? Do you know Westside Gun and his music? Are you familiar with the Griselda Collective of Benny the Butcher and Conway the Machine? Are you familiar with the black woman with their European name? I, before I wrap up, what is Armani Caesar's real name? Because... I think that's one of the things that that's that's a big turnoff is that you're naming yourself and you're giving yourself this this fancy name. I bet you her name was like Katherine Johnson or something. Let's find out Armani Caesar's real name to see see if she, uh, she can keep my attention. You know, and we all know historically female rappers that are part of male collectives really don't you know uh, have longevity. Let's see, does she have a Wikipedia page? If you don't have a Wikipedia page, then, then that says a lot as well. Look at that. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing a Wikipedia page. All these these things are, are relevant to, to the success of an artist. So when you know when you go and you're bragging about all these things, it's like, eh. Where's her? She doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I don't. Yeah, this is the Jeff Lee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is the Jeff Lee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Is New York on the cusp of a championship? Can we expect a championship from a New York team soon in 2023? Let's talk about it. Aaron Judge of the Yankees was named the 16th captain in franchise history. He signed a nine-year, $360 million contract. He hit 62 home runs last season. He's a big deal in New York. The Mets signed Justin Verlander to replace DeGrom, who left for Texas. They're still talking to sign Carlos Correa. Steve Cohen has invested hundreds of millions, changing the trajectory of owner owners investing in their team. What he's doing is on par with what the Yankees were doing, you know, in their heyday giving out these big contracts and now the Mets are doing the same with Steve Cohen the Nets recently came off a 12 game winning streak Kyrie Irving has put the controversy behind him and the Knicks the Nets excuse me are performing extremely well with their new coach the Knicks themselves came off an eight-game winning streak. 
Jalen Brunson is on the cusp of being an all-star this season. Both teams are contenders for the playoffs. The Giants are in the playoffs. New York teams are doing well. Are we on the cusp of a championship? For the past eight years, nine years, actually, there hasn't been a major New York team that has brought home a championship. Not the Islanders, not the Rangers, not the Jets, not the Giants, not the Knicks, not the Nets, not the Yankees, not the Mets. And people said, you know, it's because of Bill de Blasio, Mayor Bill de Blasio. Because when prior to him with Bloomberg, with, with Giuliani, there was always at least one team that, that won the championship. Either the Giants or the Yankees. And that, that didn't happen at all on the Bill de Blasio. Surprisingly, you know, just upon doing research, I discovered that he's not he's, he's actually a Boston Red Sox fan. I saw Mayor Eric Adams with his Mets hat on. Remember Rudy Giuliani, famous Yankee fan? But Bill de Blasio, New York actually elected a man who was a fan of the Boston Red Sox to be mayor of the city. And no New York team won under him. But he's gone. And people are comfortable now having the conversation and saying that he was a horrible mayor. Mayor Eric Adams says, you know, things are changing in New York. And seeing what I'm seeing, Aaron Judge getting this big contract, breaking home run records, all this money that's being invested in him, are we on the cusp? Steve Cohen investing a lot of money in the Mets, signing big time players. We lost, we lost a Cy Young winner, the Grom and got Justin Verlander back just one after the other no losses of course we got Polar Pete who's still coming into his own we didn't get Spider Mitchell from Utah he went to the Cavs but Jalen Brunson is doing great Kyrie Irving lost a Nike contract, was suspended for multiple games, had to be go through an educational process to come back to the Nets. He's come back, and the, the Nets had a 12-game winning streak. The Giants had control of their destiny, and they're in the playoffs. The Jets are still struggling. I got to make it out to see some hockey games. I haven't seen the Owls in person. But I hear they're doing well. New York Liberty made it to the playoffs last year. They were knocked out in the first round. I'm just saying all these just so people don't feel like I've left their teams out. Understand that I support all New York teams, but I have grown disappointed. So I threw away my my New York Islanders hat, my Mets hat, my Knicks hat. I I threw them all in the trash a year ago. Said I'm not supporting any team that that's not producing, and I, I pay attention with a side eye, just in case you feel that you know certain teams are not being mentioned. But it seems with with all that's happening in New York, we may be on the cusp of a championship. Carlos Correa, if we eventually sign him, we will have the team that owner Steve Cohen has envisioned. Medical concerns are why the deal hasn't been done. And and, and now they're saying they're very frustrated. So we're having a a situation similar to what the Knicks had with with, uh, Spider Mitchell. You know, we wanted him. 
but because of just like just back and forth on issues we couldn't we couldn't make the deal happen and it looks like Carlos Correa that may be the, they may be the issue but if we do sign him are we on the cusp of a championship Aaron Judge with all this money that he's got he's got 360 million he broke the home run record 62 in one year he's captain he's 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 the captain since you know Derek Jeter he's gotten he's, he's pretty much has the city in his hands are we on the cusp when New York was raining you know truth be told I'm a Mets fan I grew up you know I've always been a Mets fan my first sports jersey was um Gary the Kid Carter I've been a Mets fan since since they came off the 86 championship but I know when New York has that winning aura it's because of the Yankees it's never been because of the Knicks it's never been because of well, the Nets actually came from Jersey, so no. And it's never really, really been because of the hockey team, although they've won. But the, the that energy of success and winning has always come from the Yankees, truth be told. The Giants won a couple, but it's always been the Yankees. Can they bring that, that energy back? Or can the can the Mets do it? Can the Mets my pride and joy make me happy? I want to see New York win. I want to see success in New York. I'm tired of, of the nonsense that's been happening. So many people have left New York for Florida. Every other place, you know, has has this has this edge over New York. Can things change? I want to be optimistic. I want to be optimistic and say, yes. I want to say it and I want to mean it. I want that pride that comes with being a New Yorker. I'm not only tired in seeing sports teams in New York lose, but I've been a bit disappointed in seeing how Ron DeSantis has slapped around New York. Good job on his part. He's doing he's doing phenomenal for Florida, but I'm a New Yorker. I, I you know, I, I can I can laugh a bit about it, but I. In the end, you know, it's not that funny. Politically, you know, he, he's dominating New York. Texas is bullying New York. I want to see New York do well again. Share your thoughts with me. Are we on the cusp of a championship? Do the Mets have it? Do the Yankees have it? Can DJ, a.k.a. Daniel Jones, do some damage in the playoffs? Can he Can he up his game in the playoffs and just change uh, just the, the trajectory of, of the NFL this season? We fought our way in. Can we make an impact? Now, when it comes to the Knicks, can we at least make it to the second round? I don't want to see a a first-round exit. I'm not expecting a championship this season. But can we at least make it out the first round? I think, you know, with the Knicks, what we have to see is, can they show that fight? Can they just step their game up? 
and realize that none of these teams are as dominant as they show themselves to be. We can outplay them. We can outplay the Bucks. We can outplay Golden State. We can outplay Phoenix. We can outplay the Nets. Can we, can we get into that mindset? Speaking of the Nets, can Kyrie prove everyone wrong? No other person is worthier than a championship right now than Kyrie Irving. We know he was he was railroaded. We know that. We know he was railroaded because because he tweeted out that 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 video about uh, that docu- Jewish documentary that most people didn't see. They just jumped on the bandwagon to attack a black man. There's no person that I, that I want to see win a championship right now than Kyrie Irving. Lost his contract to Nike. Distant for God as Nas said on Ether. You know, I'm going to say it. To say, I support the Nets to win a championship this year. I'm optimistic about it because I don't think anyone is a bigger underdog right now than Kyrie Irving. I don't think anyone has been disrespected this much since COVID as much as Kyrie Irving. This is a person who deserves to win in front of everybody, to silence all critics. And I believe, I support that. And I'll tell you why, personally, you know, Kyrie is, is, is someone that's, that's criticized for being an intellectual. And a lot of people don't like that about him. Spiritually, he, he's on a different level. Intellectually, he's on a different level because he's done a lot of work, you know. And a lot of people don't like that. I've done a lot of work as well. Spiritually, intellectually. I've had a lot of personal experiences, which is why, you know, a lot of people don't may not agree with what I what I said about Byron Donalds and Clarence Thomas. You know, but I've done a lot of work. I've done I've had a lot of experiences, intellectually, spiritually. I've studied a lot of things, not just in books, but personal observations and just analyzing things, using my mind and my eyes and my ears, just seeing what's happening around me. And I can come to certain conclusions. So I understand what Kyrie goes through, and I understand. But I also understand that people who don't like what you say, if you dumb yourself down for them, they're going to realize they don't know a thing of what they're they're saying or supporting. Just recently, I've had just enough observations and conversations where I've seen that just in trying to get along with people, a lot of people don't know a thing. And you may end up taking losses just for having to agree with people. Meaning they can drag you down and tell you it's heaven. Because of that, I want to see Kyrie Irving win. Because I know he's going to be in a space. He's going to hear conversations. He's going to see things throughout this year. That's going to confirm that he's been right about a lot of things. 
and he's going to hear and he's going to see things that show all those people that were forcing things upon him and telling him this is the truth and this is what you have to say and this is what you have to do don't know a damn thing I want to see the, the Brooklyn Nets win a championship this year more than the Mets, more than the Yankees, the Giants, the Knicks, the Islanders, the Rangers. No other team deserves to win a championship this year but the Brooklyn Nets. And if we're on the cusp of a championship, the team that's, that should come out of New York champions is the Brooklyn Nets. Not just because of their playing, but because of all that Kyrie Irving has gone through. And all that he's going to see going forward. Because people like that are going to sit back and see all the truth unravel. And the people that have been wrong, naturally they're going to keep their mouth shut. And the ones that can't keep their mouth shut, they're going to fake laugh their way through it. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me halfway. Share your thoughts with me. You can email me directly, Jeff at JDNewsWC.com. That's Jeff at JDNewsWC.com. Or you can comment in the post. But share your thoughts with me on this episode, what I said about West Side Gun, what I said about Byron Donalds, and, of course, New York being a championship contender. Share your thoughts with me. This is the Jeff Delee Show. Thank you for listening. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Next time.